in three, two, one. Greetings, friends, family, and followers. My name is Angela. My name is Pam. Ooh. And my name is Edwin, and Pam just clipped. Edwin. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, something went buggy with the settings this time around, so eh. we're, <laughs> we are professionals, I promise. Sort of. So, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy Escape from 2020. I realize it doesn't feel like it's not 2020 just this yet. This is just, I feel like this is just a point, a, a point update. Yeah, 2020 point one. Yeah. Now we're at 2020.2. I don't wanna. <laughs> I still think it's too early to, it's, like, it's, it's New Year, just leave it. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it's like an optional update, you know, like that one list in Windows update where he's like, you can update oh, like a if you patch. want to. Yeah. You know it's just going to update at midnight, and it'll... It'll break your computer. <laughs> I hope not. Let's not jinx this year already. Uh, it's only a few days old. Come on, be nice. <laughs> All right. So this is, 20, this is our first episode of 2021. Episode 41. Yes, we are just recording this, what, two days after... I don't know. Two days after uh, New Year's Day. Day. Yeah. So this is Sunday. Um, so the, the third. The third. The third. And we are alive and well. Pam is still social distancing through Whereby. That's right. We're using Whereby. We're not using Zoom. Okay. <laughs> if you want to talk about Whereby and how better it is than Zoom... I'm happy, happy to have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's talk about some things. Um, I want to go first this time because I've been still reading the random science stories, and this one is really kind of exciting because it also is gonna uh, hit the geek community. Uh, teleportation, y'all. They're working on uh, teleporting data. And um, apparently they recent had some experiments to teleport uh, information specifically. And they have managed... Whoa. Ah! Sorry, Ooh. mic... Mic drop! Accidental <laughs> mic drop. Holy cow. Sorry, sorry, sorry. There's... It's like... <laughs> and that's me trying to get it sorted back up to the pop filter. Um... But anyway, back to what I was talking about. Um, they are there are scientists basically developing a, a form of internet faster than fiber optics that they're calling quantum internet. Um, so they're teleporting packets of information, and they've managed to teleport um, some high fidelity information. Over a distance of about 27 miles with 90% accuracy. Okay. 90%? 90% accuracy. Okay, so if I was going to be teleported myself and it was only a 90% accuracy. Well, so they're not they're not <laughs> they're not teleporting anything aside from information just yet. Just, now, just now how now I know how it feels now I know what Bones was thinking on Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is this is just 
testing the theory at this point, if it's possible, and they have managed to successfully teleport data for several miles with a reasonably high level of accuracy, and it is really exciting. Well, it's one step closer to making teleportation a mode of transportation. Yeah. You it's, know... It's too early to say, yeah. but... I mean, yeah. if you're going to transport data, there is still one thing that, that will slow it down. Though. What, what would that be? What is that? The interpretation of that data through computers. Or switching from location to location using routers. I mean... Unless it's those that data is smart enough to go, hey, this has to go at this computer, at this yeah. place. Yeah, they're they're still working it out. They're they're still trying to get it more accurate. But I think they'll work on the whole speed of of wow. the teleportation as they go. If anything is going to obsolete the internet, that's probably it. Oh, there's, not- there's going to be there has to be a. There has to be a whole new different protocol for something like that, because the protocol that the protocols that we use for the internet today is back from 1969, 1970. The date, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the times of ARPANET. Yeah, oh, but there's, but the it's basically a proof of concept here that they're looking at, and at this point they're only trying to to teleport you know, digital information. They're not trying to teleport anything solid just yet. But the fact that this... The fact that they've gotten data going is pretty cool. One thing I will... One thing that I will... I will advise them on with the, the folks over at ARPA got completely wrong. Uh Uh-huh. Security. Yeah, I was about Please to say. Please put security protocols. Uh, built I in. could just see security being uh, like a big issue. With yes, because they did not think about security when they were making ARPANET. Nah. <laughs> so yeah, but I'm I'm sure with so. with the internet as it works today, they've they've probably been thinking of how they're going to secure it once they've got it actually functioning. Oh, gosh. Please don't. Please. Oh my gosh, it make it make my life as a as a. As a person of the cybersecurity um, <laughs> um, persuasion. Yeah. Please put but, bake it in. <laughs> as someone have, who has always wanted to uh, experience teleportation via tra- like to travel, I sincerely hope that I am still alive to see that happen, but wow. it's way too early to say. Yeah, and nope. and this the article that I read, they're still saying that it's going to be several years before it becomes something that's actually usable by the public. Right. So there, it's just right now they've got proof of concept. See, here's the thing. The, and this could be a different, this could be a different conversation altogether. But I'm just going to say this. Teleportation in terms of travel, right? Physical travel, right? Yeah. That's gonna I would I would say if I have to travel you know like across an ocean bring it on let me have it right mm-hmm. but there is something to be said about normal terrestrial travel and the I guess you could say the romance of normal terrestrial travel like let's say on a train or road trips 
Mm-hmm. Now here's <laughs> here's what I would like to see happen, because you know, like there's science articles saying that we've basically got ourselves a cloud of space debris that that is uh, orbiting the planet. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them kind of use this teleportation stuff once it gets to solid objects, like send a shuttle up to space and start teleporting that debris back to Earth so it can be recycled and turned into new stuff. Recycled so properly? Yeah. And then yeah. we can actually, you know, start working on space travel yeah. with, you know, safe methods you know, without having to worry about that debris you know, field. I, I never... I would mm-hmm. never... I guess it's not cost effective, but yeah. I mean, the metal that's in space does mm-hmm. not rust because there's no air right. in space. Mm-hmm. So it's like perfectly preserved space junk and that could of... be brought down and used for years. Yeah. And, and a lot of it is going to be like precious metals because yeah. that's the stuff that's going to be yeah. most protective of the inner workings of the of the devices that get sent up there is going to be the most efficient for like the wiring of the vi- of the devices oh and when the devices die they just keep going around in space and... see see whoever wrote the expanse had it had something going recycling it's... space junk i mean that's yeah just <laughs> that's like... like the first scene of expanse like a bunch of guys like like you know garbage haulers or recycling haulers Mm-hmm. You know, like going to port to recycle crap. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that would be a good way to, you know, start scooping it up and getting it back to Earth is, hey, teleporting teleporting stuff once it's a viable option for inorganic o- items, you know, by all means, teleport that space junk back to Earth. Uh, it won't <laughs> it won't take up too much space in, in the hall or storage areas and, you know, Set aside the right amount of energy to teleport a certain amount of space junk, and yeah. Just just as long as we don't teleport it to like other places in the galaxy, because that would seriously probably start some kind of intergalactic <laughs> mess on our hands. If I, if I and that only that's... if that there's smarter ter, you know smarter aliens out there than we are. Only if right. Right, but I don't think we we have to keep it like baby step at a time. That's still yeah. long yeah. But hey, all those kids who dream about being astronauts, they could still go out to space with space jobs and be space garbage men. Gosh. Talking about talking about something that's been societally like <laughs> like looked down upon, becoming something yeah, I mean, up upon. I mean, I'm not saying social economic well, standings alone, which I don't agree with. Well, but... like they, they only accept <laughs> a, a very limited amount of people to the NASA program yeah. per year. Yeah. And, you know, this could open up, like, it wouldn't be the dream job of a lot of kids, but, you know, it'd be close enough that, you know, once they reach being grown ups, they'd be like, yeah, I'm going to space and collecting space garbage. It'd still be going to space. What do you want? What do you want to be when you grow up, Johnny? Space archaeologist. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. Anyway, okay. Okay. That. That's. We me. spent way too long talking about that. Hey, I just think it's fascinating, and you know, once the possibilities open up, you know. Yeah. Right. Just imagination goes wild. Anyway, 
Um, well, let's go over to Edwin. Yes. What you been up to? I just got done watching the second season. No, I'm sorry. That's not the second season. The third season. The third season of Discovery. That's the that's Star, Star Trek. Trek Discovery, which I like a lot because it, since it's not, since it's mostly on like CBS All Access, I think it's all on CBS All Access actually. Yeah, I think so. They're getting away with like a lot of things that probably wouldn't be able to do happen in like, in like, normal broadcast tv in like other they're words, breaking barriers in other words it's not kid friendly <laughs> well uh edwin i've i've if you're 13 I've over th- then yeah PG i've walked 13. no edwin i've walked through some of those episodes <laughs> i'm pretty sure it would not be acceptable for okay it's the guy's head blowing off because edwin, bu- okay anyways I don't need to hear about things like that. Ugh. Yeah. Anyways, it's not Angela friendly. Discovery Discovery is really good. Like it is harking back to the days of of um, the original series. And it's also harking on the like after the um, like what do you call it? After the like next generation. And it's really fascinating what happens when you try, you know, time, you know, you time travel a thousand years into your own future and mm-hmm. what that looks like. And the the crazy thing about Discovery is that they're breaking barriers. They've got a person there who's non-binary. Okay. Right? And it's really cool how they played that on non-binary because the person actually has, what, like 10 to 12 different souls or personages within of himself through a symbiote so literally it's you know they is a they right <laughs> you know right. because she can i mean they, they can harken back to each of the different you know different um, um souls in there or or minds and they also so, have they also have a a gay couple on there and they have people that don't look like supermodels on there. You know? It's refreshing. It's very refreshing. And, you know, to me, it's different. And it's not like any other Star Trek I've seen. Well, I'm actually about to ask you, uh, Edwin, of all the Star Trek series that you've watched, where does Discovery rank? Discovery? Yeah. Compared to other Star Treks. As a personal... All of the Star Treks? Yes, yeah. all of the Star Treks. All of the Star Treks. All of the ones I say seen? I reckon second. Which second? one is first? Okay. Oh, the movies. The movies? Yeah. Fair enough. Original series movies, Captain Kirk. I mean... Okay, yeah. fair enough. I'm sorry. That's the... It's the granddaddy. Actually, the original series is the granddaddy, but at least the movies harkens to the original series. So, uh, mm. there you, you go. Okay. You wanted to talk about a second thing. Oh, yeah. Um... Yes, so as far as my brothers are playing World of Warcraft and they're trying to get me to play World of Warcraft. <laughs> I'm still playing that. Oh, they're, oh my gosh. In fact, they text me saying, hey, do you want to get into this time time trial like dungeon they, thing? Aren't they max level? Oh, there's no such thing as max level. <laughs> there's no such thing. Um, anyways, I've been playing a game that I bought a long time ago. 
It's got to be like, what, eight years ago I bought this thing? What, which game is it? The game is called Banished. And Banished oh, right. is... Ban if you like world builder games... Uh-huh. Or like... Like you have to set up a society and that sort of thing. And you have to set up like a... You know, like... Like a town hall and a person so, cuts wood and the person who farms and that sort of thing, right? Like a like a world builder. Is it, it's it's a medieval <laughs> setting, isn't it? No, it's a. the The premise of it is that it's like it's like the it's like the Puritans landing on Plymouth Rock and what how and how they how they would set up themselves. Okay. It's like that. So it's so, not, you know oops. insert insert you know you know. Um, society that's been so deemed, you know, not part of so the establishment like, goes to, like, the new world. So, so would you say it's kind of like a a, um, civ non-competitive civilization combined with SimCity? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, you have to create, you know, you have to, you have to, it's, you know, you have to do resource gathering, you have to manage the entire population. People die in your population. People get born in your population. You have to feed them. You have to shelter them. You have to do a lot of things. And you have to build it up. And sometimes you get disasters. Like, for instance, before we started recording this thing, I was playing. And I have to figure out, okay. Um, mumps. Got oh, loose no. in, my, in my civilization, right? I mean, I'm waiting for COVID-19 to, <laughs> to 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 get let loose in this, my in my society. But you know, so you have to set up a hospital. You have to set up. You know, you've got herbal uh, herbalists. You know, and mm -hmm. because there's no such thing as a pharmacy, right? In, mm -hmm. the, in the 16th, 17th settlements. Um. Anyways. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of this, and for some reason, I forgot how addicting this game is. <laughs> and it's not—it's not expensive. I bought it on Steam for like—I think I bought it on Steam for like six bucks or something like that. Wow. Yeah, it's—it's it's really cheap, and it's—it's it's an indie game, and Darn it barely—it doesn't—it doesn't take a ton to run it on your on your laptop. Or on, okay. your, on your computer. Like, I was running it on my... You know, just, just for funsies. I tried running it on one of my older computers that I have. And it plays like like, like it was nothing. It barely okay. takes up any well, resources. Yeah, something that I could try. Yeah. So. Well, speaking cool. of you, Pam, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> I've been lazy, to be honest. <laughs> I just planned myself in front of the TV and watched a ton of movies. Um, what movies uh, have I watched? Um, well, before I forget, I finished The Mandalorian. And just okay, like we're not going to talk about that. If there's anyone out there that have finished The Mandalorian and needs someone to talk to, please hit me up. You know, this is how much a Mandalorian is like, has been like pumped into the society, you know, is that I cannot escape that ending and who shows up. Uh -oh. <laughs> right? No spoilers now. No spoilers. You know who spoiled it for me? The person who... Dude! Who acts not that person in 
in the Mandalorian who shows up. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay? Because one time I was doom scrolling and here it is. <laughs> okay. I, Pam, what else have you been watching? Okay, so so this this is all the movies that I've watched from like Christmas on to like today or whatever. Um I found a one I found another favorite holiday movie. And I'm not one for those, you know, feel goody drama ick movies. Uh-huh. Klaus though on Netflix. Ooh. I, I love think... Klaus. Did you watch that? I watched that during the summer. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Christmas season, but I watched it and I loved it. Please go on. Please. I think, yes, I, I there's one particular scene that I'm like, I'm sold on this. I can't believe this was part of this movie, but I love it. Which scene um, was it? But it's the mooning. <laughs> I'm not, I won't say anymore. It was... It was a very special event that happened. And that's all I'm going to say. Well, anyway, Klaus is basically a holiday movie with the least amount of, like, holiday feel to it. Okay. It's, it, that intrigues me. I, I would agree with that. Because, you know, I, you know, not everyone celebrates Christmas, but I honestly think that no matter what, if you do or don't, you would still be able to watch it like as if it was like a any other movie. Hmm. Yeah, and the main character is a postal worker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of holiday movies, I finally watched Gremlins for the first time. The original Gremlins? <laughs> the original Gremlins. Okay. It's very... Okay. Yeah. Is it... Is it... Is it... Is it... Yes. <laughs> it, is it a holiday it's, movie? Is it... Is this like an 80s thing t for like the character to do everything wrong in order for the plot to think that to, for the plot to happen? I don't know, but I, you know what? To tell Probably. you the truth, I did not watch the original Gremlins. I watched Second Gremlins one? 2. That was the one I, that introduced me to Gremlins and... Yeah. My husband, my husband says that the fine. second one is probably better, slightly, than the first yeah. one. I mean, the first one? Okay. That was an okay movie. It had its cute moments. I loved, I love Gizmo. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> but it's like, there are three things that you're not supposed to do. Get and naturally, it, it just does. It just does. And there are just some things that, you know, the science behind that movie intrigues me. Because, you know. I think one of the things is don't feed him after midnight and don't let him get wet. I can't remember what the third one is, though. The third one is sun, uh, the sunlight. The sunlight? Don't. Yeah, don't expose him to sunlight. They. They, uh, they multiply. Yeah. So, so I was just watching the whole entire thing and I was like, you know, everything could have been just. The, uh, just fine if that guy just didn't buy Gizmo. But then you wouldn't <laughs> get in a movie. <laughs> I, that movie, like, <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. But the I mean, only things I remember, the only thing is I remember was that Phoebe Cates was in it, and um, is she the woman, uh, the girl? I think so. And then the the uh, what was the other one? Oh yeah, um, 
who's a gizmo mm -hmm. reminds yeah. me of Yoda. <laughs> okay, and, fair enough. Fair enough, I see that. <laughs> and one of them singing New York, New York in the boiler room. That's like the only thing I remember from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so I finally watched Gremlins. I can finally scratch that off of my holiday list too. too. But I think Gremlins is a good movie if you want an, an, the 80s feel to it. Um, I watched, I don't know if you guys remember this. It was a 90s uh, female drama called Now and Then. I don't think I ever I saw I don't it. think I ever saw that movie. It's basically a story about four girls, four women kind of getting together and then they're reminiscing about a certain year that kind of <gasps> oh, solidified their friendship. I remember that Ricci. Christina Ricci was in that. Yep, and, and, and Rosie Lovato was her grown up. Rosie O'Donnell uh, was in there? Rose, oh, sorry, Rosie O'Donnell was Christina Ricci's uh, Demi Lovato and the chick and the girl from um, ugh, I don't remember her name but she was the girl from uh, Sleepless in Seattle Oh, Ryan, um, Ryan Meg Ryan? Meg Ryan no, no. Oh, the, the little girl. girl. Oh, the little girl. The little oh, girl. yeah. I don't she was like in every. Either. She was in like in every single like '90s movie too. Yeah, I don't remember her oh name. My gosh, was her I name? know. Shame <laughs> on me. So I watched that for nostalgic kicks. Um, then I watched the live-action Mulan. Ooh, I want. I actually want to watch that. I keep seeing that on Disney Plus. What What's your What are your thoughts about it? Mm. Yay or nay? Do not compare it to the cartoon because they don't sing. If and you dance. do, if you do, if you, you you won't like it. A lot of people didn't like it. Not so, even my in-laws liked it. And I honestly think that it was basically like a foreign, like a non-foreign film trying to be a foreign film. Oh no! But oh boy! Be short. Does it's, does Milan sing and dance in this one? There's no dancing. There's I'm, no music. I'm well, all there in. is music, but background music. I'm all in. It's more about <laughs> the story of her, you know, being finding out her true self. It's it's without the feel good of what a Disney movie. So, okay. So basically, basically they tried to make Mulan a little more gritty. Yeah, and I think this was should this was mostly aimed for more adults than kids. Yeah. In the world, in the world of Disney, they've touchstoned it. So and they've, they've yeah. Uh, so and there are certain things that changed. Of course, Mushi, Mushu is was replaced with a non-talking phoenix and everything. Yeah, I got, I gotta so, see it. And then I need to see it. Yeah. I mean, you might, you might like it, Edwin, because. For those that have been more uh, exposed to foreign films, might like it more than most. But still, even I like foreign films, and I still said it's okay. Yeah. Mm. Have low expectations. That's all I ask. And then the <laughs> last movie that I did watch is Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty-two, the the newest uh, Wonder Woman. Uh huh. I'm not. I honestly am not getting why people are hating it so much. I heard it was a hot mess. Like, there was too much going on. 
Um, okay, yeah, I will admit, yes, there was too much going on. It was very hard to connect with any of the characters, especially Wonder Woman. Um, but I will not say that it was a terrible movie. There are some aspects that I liked, like, for instance, like, all the high heels that were in there. I want them all. <laughs> but, but I, um, it, it's, it can't beat the first one. I personally like the first one better. I haven't but seen the I first one. I would not, I would dare not say that this is, like, a terrible movie. I don't think it was terrible. I heard people are like comparing it to the first one, and it was like well, the consensus was the first one was better. The second one was was like a hot mess. There's way too much stuff going on. That, that I will admit though that it, this hot mess is not as big as a hot mess that of Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, that was a hot mess. <laughs> Suicide was a, Squad. I that was a dumpster follow. fire. I mean, <laughs> all right. But yeah, that's all the movies that I watched. Thank you. Jeez, yeah. you've been. Yeah, you know I, what? I, <laughs> I need to just like veg out and like sit downstairs. Yeah, in take the, your take your take in the family slash theater room and just Edwin, like just sit there and watch all this stuff because take your vacation time and do that. Okay. Just, yeah, just go. sit in the There's theater room and go. <laughs> oh, so this is what it feels like to watch movies. You know, <laughs> this is what it feels like to be a Pam. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move all on. Right. To our next segment so uh pam and i are gonna shut up and listen here or oh, are we going that one now we're going with that okay, one now okay so hold on that is the purpose oh. of this meeting ladies and gentlemen for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education so so what's going on you, so, you heard about I something was, ridiculous I, read well about i don't it. think it's as ridiculous as i thought it was and when especially when the story first broke out and it went through my it was trending definitely trending i'm just gonna pull it up here here it is so all right who made a thing what did they make and what do you think of it so kfc teamed up with cooler master to create a gaming console that will heat up your chicken what you heat up your fried chicken that you bought at kfc and you can it, it it's an exist, existing thing that actually works and you mean it actually i thought they were i thought they were still in development on, on that or something well here's the thing it's it really isn't like a gaming console is where you say what like a ps4 is or an xbox is not that kind it's more like a pc because it's got PC parts in it, which arguably that every gaming console is essentially a PC. Right. Right. Um, but Cooler Master makes gaming or it makes computer cases. They also make fans. They also make cooler systems. They also make, you know, anybody who's in the, you know, PC builder, you know, who's a PC builder enthusiast. They know Cooler Master. It's one of the names that is out there for computer parts. Yeah, right. They teamed up with KFC, or KFC teamed up with Cooler Master. I don't know who decided to, you know, ask who out first. <laughs> um, but they created a like a gaming like a gaming console uh, or so a what PC. Do, what do they call it? It's just. They don't really have a name for it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just a thing that they came up. The chicken chain, the chicken chamber, 
is what they call the the uh, place that you put your your chicken and heat it up. What it is is that once the once the computer is heated up, and anybody who's played a video game on the PC knows how hot um, you know PCs get when you're uh-huh. gaming, right? That's why we put liquid cooling systems in them. Uh huh. They found a way to heat up the chicken chamber using the heat from the computer. So they're basically using the computer heat to warm, to warm up the... your chicken chamber for your and, chicken. And so um, they they found a way to redirect the heat so they can cool the computer and use the heat to go into the chicken chamber. Yeah. And here's okay, here's the other thing. That is ridiculous this looks, on so many levels. I'll tell you one thing. It looks really cool. I mean, I'm looking at this thing and like I would give this a spin. I'd go to KFC <laughs> and like go grab a bucket of chicken and like stuff it on this now, thing while I play. I just to test out. But I'm sure you okay, can use so, this for something else rather than chicken. <laughs> right? So this is just to heat up the food, not cook the food, right? Yeah, it's there to keep it warm. Okay. Because I could see someone putting in like raw chicken drumsticks or whatever. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Pop it in like it won't, get, it like, won't get hot enough for yeah, that. If this gets hot, if this gets that hot to cook your chicken, then you're in trouble. You're in trouble with your computer because, I mean, anybody who's yeah. ever like overclocked their 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 PC too much, it tends to melt things. Okay, so, so I have to. So this is—is is this still in development, or has it been? No, it's just—I think like it's just a concept. Budget. I think it's just a concept, okay. and maybe it should stay that way. <laughs> I want to seriously. I want to see this like as a thing. Just, okay, Edwin. Because Ed, Edwin, if it is <laughs> if it is relatively affordable, I will let you do this thing. How at much least, is it? At least give me the case. No, don't give me the parts. Just give me the case, and I can Edwin, build the rest. Edwin, if it is relatively <laughs> affordable, I will give you permission to do this thing. How how bulky is it? Like how big is it? Well, I don't exactly. It really well, it's got to be big enough to put some it's chicken. A, in oh, it. it's a, it's it's bargain <laughs> bucket shaped. It's bargain bucket shaped. So you're talking about like the big like. Like twenty piece, right? Oh no! It's made piece. like a bucket of chicken. Yeah, it's like it's like a twenty piece bucket of chicken, and no it's point. got. <laughs> so here's the thing: this is, has some really crazy specs on it, like pretty, pretty, pretty outstanding specs, especially for me, G, for for a computer this size. It's oh got it's got an Asus Hot Swapple Mini GPU. It's got an NVMe, a one terabyte SSD NVMe from Seagate. And it can run Crisis and even Cyberpunk 2077, right? With or without the glitches. And, well, bugs and all. <laughs> as well as, you know, as well as, you know, I love you, Colonel Sanders, which you can get on Steam. Uh, Did you get it? No, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I got it, okay? That's my Well, the DD did then you need to get this thing and just make the make the universe whole again. Oops. And um, here's the thing: it this is pretty good because um, it can run. I love you, Colonel Sanders, in an impressive 4K at 240 FPS. 
Whoa. I know, right? Make it realistic. Okay. So I, I don't I don't like KFC that much. But yes, Edwin, you're gonna Okay. Her and her, Angela's you dying you here. Time, you have to report back what you what you find. So if Cooler Master at KFC would like or listening and would like and, and if fun. you would love to have me demo this unit, I would gladly accept. And so, we can create a YouTube channel for it. I will also create a YouTube channel on it. Um, yeah. I, I have my doubts on it. I mean, this, this sounds like a gamer, like a gamer, like came up with this idea well, or, or like a father of a gamer is like, oh, well, here's the thing. That might work. Here's the thing. I don't. Personally, this is I think this is like fantastic. I love when 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 PC builders and companies do stuff like this, you know, just to be outside the box. I think it's great. You'll never see you'll never see you'll never see like like Apple do something like this, right? You'll only see this in this space. But here's the thing. I don't think I'd want you know, a heated chamber. What I would rather see and hey, Frigidaire, I'm talking to you, and oh, and Whirlpool perhaps, or maybe GE, Samsung even, Samsung. You know, you guys, you know, Koreans love to do this kind of thing. I would love to see a refrigerator. Okay, see, <laughs> I'd love to see a refrigerator that, version of this. That I might actually to put my cool drinks in there. That might be <laughs> that, that is okay. So there's this so. There's a gaming console, whether if it heats up food or keep things cool. A gaming is, is it is it is is, is, is is this opening up a door t- for all of these all of these electronics that we have already have to be combined with some food aspect? Absolutely. Well, if you think about it, in some <laughs> LG models of the refrigerator, you can actually play. Um, you can actually play like, um. What's the Angry Birds on it? Okay, so we need. <laughs> I'm alive again, by the way. We need a. We need a gaming PC with a built-in mini fridge. Yeah. May, even if it's just big enough for just two cans of well, some I've beverage. Seen, I've seen and I have built. I've seen and I have built like cabinets with you know, like cases that are as big as like. I don't know, shelving systems, you know, or, or drawers, chest of drawers mm-hmm. that you can easily put a refrigerator on there, you know, albeit it's going to be big, but it's got a refrigerator in it. <laughs> so why not? I mean, bonus if it has an ice maker. <clears throat> okay. I, I have to see it to believe it. <laughs> I have my reservations on the idea, but <laughs> Well, let's... If you are you're able to get it, Edwin, you can oh prove God. me wrong. Uh, I think this is cool. I think this is. I love it when they do stuff like this. When when I mean, again, you will never ever see, you know, Apple do something like this. You'll never see Sony do something like this. They can't, they can't think inside the bucket. <laughs> they can't think. In, they, har, they have to. Har, they have har. to think inside the bucket. They can't think outside the bucket. Well, they, but they can't do it because they can't think inside the bucket. Yeah. You know, they, 
It's supposed to be a play on words. Okay. <laughs> Can we? Right. Yeah. Well, you've you've also had another thing you were wondering about with video games. So why don't you ask your question and let me tell you a thing. Is that really a thing? Okay. This has always bothered me ever since I got into gaming. And ever since I was introduced to this by my brothers. Right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I grew up with my brothers. And they were, they were gamers. Right? And I remember. I remember. The first time I ever saw a special edition video game that cost like a lot more than the actual game itself what my question is why is this a thing why are special edition the same game you would get on a normal let's say $60 right brand new game for $60 special edition game $120 Okay, and you're wondering why that's a thing. Why is this a thing? It's, I, I mean, is it just pure capitalism at its finest and people are just being duped by it? or Yes and no. So here's, here's one of the things with special edition games and collector versions of the games. And Pam, you can correct me if I'm, if I'm, getting, if I'm getting this wrong or if you, if you think of anything else. Okay. One of the things that, that uh, is um, kind of going on with the special edition and collector versions of the game. Yes, capitalism at its finest because, you know, it's, you know, a way of getting the company more money and selling the same product that they've already had had out. But most of the special edition and collector versions of the game have extra content in them or they come with, like, physical memorabilia for the game so that what? you can't get anywhere else. So why don't they just add? They already have the extra contact, right? Why don't they just add that to the game? Like I don't no, understand. Like they need to be paid. forces. Yeah. Oh to Let's see, this extra content. Well, back when the special editions started out with the extra content and all of that, and this and the special memorabilia that came with it. When it first started out, downloadable content was not a thing. Mm-hmm. So, these special edition and collector versions of the games are still coming out because they already have that downloadable content included, but the physical uh, extras that come with it. So people are going to buy it for those physical extras and that downloadable content that they maybe don't already have, but it's mostly for these... I just... But, see, one of the things with it is... Yeah, so with the current ones, like, yeah, people can buy the special extra content and and uh, download it. But if you have this version that has the content already included with it and has the physical memorabilia with it and all of that stuff, it can be resold later at a higher price. If it takes off and becomes really um, kind of cult classic or something like that, something that people are going to be playing for years and years and years, that's going to become highly valuable at some point in the future. Our game's going to be highly valuable <clears throat> at some point in the future. If they have, if they still have physical copies, physical uh, discs, or especially but, rare. But games, how many yes. people do you know actually have? 
like I was having a conversation with 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 a coworker of mine about about he was okay. So a person at my work was trying to get a PS Five. Okay, and debating whether naturally he was going to get the digital version of the PS Five, which comes with no disc drive, and you know, so you can't put physical media in it, or the normal PS Five, the five hundred dollar one with the disc drive in it. And mm-hmm. I asked him, he's like, yeah, but don't you want to get like physical copies? He's like, why? It's like, dude, I'm trying to get rid of my personal copies, like physical copies. How many people do you know still buy Me. physical copies? There are people out there. Besides and it's us. not it's not just <laughs> for playing games. It is it's an actual collectible. Also, you know, if if they're buying the physical copy of the game, that means if the company that makes that game ever stops supporting it, stops selling it, they still have that. And if people are still looking to play it for nostalgia reasons or whatever, or they want to play that game, but it's suddenly no longer supported, they can't play it online anywhere, they can't download any any of the content, or their computer breaks down and they no longer have access to that game. If that happens, someone with a physical copy can sell it. See, I remember and make people, a lot of money off I remember it. people were doing that with like Ever EverQuest and even vanilla World of Warcraft, right? Where they were spinning up their own servers to to uh, to host the game. But here's the thing, they got in trouble for it. Right? Because they don't hold a copyright and they were essentially breaking mm-hmm. They were breaking terms of terms of terms, terms of, of conditions. Yeah, terms of terms and conditions where you're not supposed to manipulate or re-engineer the software mm-hmm. into it, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: if I have a physical copy of it, mm-hmm. right? Uh huh. And they can do this already with digital copies. I've never heard of any of any instances where they did this, mm-hmm. right? I, actually, I've only heard this happen on phones phone apps where they can actually send out an update and disable the game mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. or disable the app uh-huh. right if you have a physical copy of the of the of the game uh-huh. right in the way that in the way that you know the way that that the way that games are ran these days uh-huh. they could essentially still brick that physical copy not if it's a disc. Well, it's can, set, can they break a disc? They can break the code of the disc in the gaming console. Because what do you do when you put in the, what do you do when you put the 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 the, the CD or the or the DVD or the Blu-ray in the compute in the in the PS4, PS3, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It, it literally downloads the really downloads the game and installs it like a normal app, you know, a normal program on a computer in order for you to play it. And it reads a code saying, yeah, this is a legit copy. Now, if but I think if if you've got a physical copy though and they quit supporting it, that means they're not sending out the codes to to stop it from playing anymore, right? Well, depending supported. on how it depends on how what how they do. I think it, it depends on the game too. Yeah, because not every game. Yeah, it's you not know, like, has that download feature. Yeah. Sometimes you just put it in the game and then you just play it. It's not like the gold old, good old days of like, 
you know, like the NES and SNES or the Segas, because those were essentially offline, right? Right. The, right. When they sell the game to you, it's a finished product. There's no updates, no nothing. Right. right? And what you got is what you got. And they would write about so, it in PowerPC or whatever, how it's broken. Hence, you know, what was that game? E.T. the Extraterrestrial. <laughs> the worst yeah. game ever made, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, I think it's back to, back to, the, to the point in hand. Special edition games, right? Uh-huh. The only thing I have a problem with special edition games. Like, I, I was, I had a conversation, again, at work, right? Mm-hmm. Some guy bought Skyrim with the, ooh, the cool-looking map. Yeah. You know? Special, <laughs> special edition. There, like, how but, much did you pay for that map? <clears throat> you know? It's like 30 well, bucks. Well, again, it's a it, it's a collector's item. And, you know, with, with these games that have a cult following, basically, any physical memorabilia for it is going to someday be valuable because people are going to either lose the lose the piece, damage the piece. Someone's going to have insist on having a collection of all the memorabilia, yeah. and they'll need that little piece from the collector's edition to complete their collection, I, and they'll be willing to spend a boatload of money on it. See, that's what I you know I was I was watching a, a documentary about game mm-hmm. collections, right? Uh huh. And it's like. The game, what was that? There was like a like a like a like a track and field game or something. It's the most valuable game, sought after game in the gaming collection world, right? Oh, you're and talking the Nintendo original, the NES track the and NES, field. Yeah, well, I think yeah, the NES track and field or something. It was, it was only sold for like two months until it was recalled back. Because of a licensing issue, right? Mm-hmm. Or they want, or they bundled it with like something else, or whatever it was. But it was, and they renamed it. But if you can get this game, right? Mm-hmm. And the only reason why it's so valuable because it was only there for like a hot minute. Yeah, you know, and they got rid of it. Yeah. Right? So it's anybody who got this game was on its smart own, smart enough to actually go, oh my gosh, you're recalling this game. I better like not open this packaging up or keep the packaging or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, just stuff it in my attic until it becomes valuable, if it becomes valuable. And here's right? what I think's happened with some of those. I think some of those copies, it was someone with ADHD bought it, forgot they had it, put it away, never saw it again, and then Ma- afterwards it's like, oh, this is worth a lot of money now. Maybe, you know. it's it was one. It's one of those things where... If they're trying to do that with collector collector editions or special editions, because they, you know, it's like, well, see, yeah, they're once, they're really it's almost like gambling at that point. Well, no, it's it's more if there's enough of a following for them to put out a special edition or collector edition for the game, then there is the high probability that that's going to be one day valuable. It might. Because if, we th- if it's got a big enough following for it. Because we got, I mean, we've got a bunch of games downstairs there for the NES. Mm-hmm. And they're not and worth a lot anything. Of people, <laughs> and a lot of people actually are not, they, this is more aimed to those diehard fans. Like, yeah. I mostly equate it to, like, if you go to a convention and there are, like, special tiers of, you know, yeah. general admission, here's the 
general admission, but you can have autographs. Here's the general admission with autographs and, and a video. And the VIP, which is like everything is your playground. It's kind of like that for me. Yeah. So this where where you just buy stuff that's it's very exclusive, also as a way of saying, I bought this, yeah. I got this. It's part of my collection. So yeah. there was the last the last game I ever bought that was tiered like that was the Microsoft Flight Simulator that just came out. Mm-hmm. But the only reason why I did that was because they did not sell the other stuff separately. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I was right. like, well, I want... And it gave you a really crappy list of planes to begin with. I was just like, well, yeah, like so come that, on. Like, how many times can I fly a Bravo plane? Yeah. So basically, it, it, was, a, it was a choice of, at the, at the get-go... Buying just the base game or buying it with the downloadable content yeah. and not having downloadable content after that. So I think the I think so, to to keep this short because we're already at fifty two minutes <laughs> is I think the moral of the story is that this is all marketing, this is all capitalism, and that the reason that they tear this thing is because they know people will buy the high tier because of a thing that they're see they're uh, they're trying to get. Well, also it's. People will buy it because they want the collection and they love the game and they want to have everything that relates to it. So it's just it's like, also it's also a way of like saying, "Haha, I got this," and you yeah. didn't. So it's, oh, it's a I combination. Hate people, I hate people like that. Oh it's, my! It's gosh. a combination of 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 capitalism yeah. and fan fan base consumerism. Yeah. yeah, hobby. And, and there's and I just want to let let our listeners know there's nothing wrong. With getting a collector's edition. No, there isn't. I yeah. just have a geek out all you want. <laughs> Let the geek flag fly. Personally, for me, I just don't understand it. Where I can just get the, I just want the game. Just want the game. Like, <laughs> you, just let me play the game. And that's okay too. <laughs> um, but but it's. I mean, it, it just reminds me of the reason why Animal Crossing is addictive. All right. So next one. <laughs> Anyway, next next topic. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about a little bit of food. Where's, well, where's the food sting? But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh, but I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. And so, Pam, you gave us a Christmas present that's food related, and we are really excited about it. Oh, hold on. I'm I glad gotta... that you guys liked it. I'll be right back. I'm going to go grab the book. Hold on. <laughs> As the producer decides to wander away from the set, he is really, really excited about this book. Pam, tell us about the book because you got a copy for yourself too. I did. So the title of the book is called Am- Amboy. I right. might be pronouncing it wrong. I'm sorry. Well, but yeah, basically, pronounce it for us um, later. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's Filipino American. Um, it's kind of like what a combination of like a story and a cookbook, kind mm-hmm. of. That's what it looks like to me. Story and cookbook. It's Edwin, back. Edwin, yeah, he's he just got back. Edwin, how do you pronounce the name of the book? How are you pronouncing it? Amboy. 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 Okay. Which is a mix between American boy. Okay, <laughs> I go. Pam, please continue. Combination story and cookbook. Yeah. 
And I just thought that this was the perfect gift for us as both foodie and podcasters. First, and Edwin and I are Filipino-American, so I honestly think that this was a must for our collection. <laughs> First of all, I can't help but notice that this guy kind of looks like he's related to me. Uh, what's, what's his name? <laughs> um, Alvin Kailan. Kailan? Kailan. 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 I don't know how... And I... Isn't yeah, and he's a professional cook. Yeah, he's a professional cook, and he has a bunch of restaurants like in California. I want to say California, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, and basically, he's he's pretty much collected. It, it reads like a story, like it reads yep. like a, a combination, like a story memoir. And cookbook. Yep. Yeah, and the reasons why he put like. The recipes in here, the you know, like what the story behind the recipes are, which is really interesting because a lot of these recipes I'm very, very familiar with to the point where I'm beginning to think he's from like central, central Philippines, central or southern. Yeah, like. So okay, what's now? I'm wondering what the particular reason is that you had to run and grab the book in the middle of recording. Well, I just wanted to. Okay, first of all, <laughs> first of all, this book is thick. This looks like a textbook that you would see. How many pages in... does it have? I mean, it looks like a textbook, really. I mean, um, three hundred fifty-two pages, but it's pages. quality. I mean, look at this. It's, it's colors, and there's like okay, there's this, there's this, uh, there's this page here, um with bottles behind it with a sauce and like don't tell me that you're trying to hide it because i already know that that's, that's a maggie sauce <laughs> a maggie bottle that one is a patisse okay. bottle <laughs> you know patisse is fish sauce yeah okay you know and it's look at that calamansi there's calamansi stuff in here which i can't get here how to make <gasps> doyo mansi i need, I need it's to like, order that plant <laughs> yeah it's like it's like Stuff, it's like recipes that I grew up with myself. And, I mean, I can't wait to to dive into this because it's, you know, and there's also, like, different kinds of food. It's not just Filipino food, but there's, like, versions of, like, Vietnamese foods in here, like like a bun mi sandwich that he made because it's a fusion thing. Uh, and Well, Edwin, oh. you're saying that you're, you can't wait to dive into this book. So why don't we dive into this book? for the next episode yes so so since pam and i um thank you pam by the way for this great christmas present i would never thought yeah, this would something ex exist we're gonna get take a recipe out of this book and we're gonna make one make one of these recipes made by elvin kylon we're gonna try one of his recipes out of this book so all three of us are gonna make one huh yes all right. Sounds like a very wish good me luck. <laughs> okay, and try not to pick a. Try not like to pick one that you know this. Like if you're gonna do a pancit one, we know that you made. You know how to make pancit. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> doesn't this? Aren't these recipes kind of have a like an American twist to it, or is it like Filipino authentic? I think some of these are Filipino authentic. Like there's one here that's like. Lola's Lumpia Shanghai, you know, like don't tell me that's coming okay. from a fusion thing. You know? 
I I haven't really gone through all of it, but it makes me yeah. I didn't know if it was authentic Filipino or I think uh, it's a fusion. Either way, I like it. <laughs> yeah, there's a pulled pork adobo, which looks pretty fusion to me, and then. All right, so our listeners can expect to hear about some tasty oh. Filipino food next time, and they'll know but where to find away. it. If I ever go to Cali, I'm gonna go to the restaurant because I want to say there's a ton of Filipino I'm restaurants your, there. Put the book away. I'm your, put, uh, put the book away. Oh. <laughs> can you and see if, me? No, you're not even on the. Oh. Camera. No, but I can. I could just sense it. I can feel it in the force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, we know you well, Edwin. <laughs> it's a really like seriously like I can't wait to like start making stuff out of that book because it's. There's certain recipes there that really interest me okay, that I, I don't, don't know how to make myself. Not, one of the things I didn't see in there is lechon manok. It's in there. It's in there? Yeah. Okay. Lechon baboy is also in there, which makes me believe, again, I feel like he is from <laughs> from the same area as I am because a lot of the recipes in there, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is stuff that I buy off the streets. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay. So let's move on. Uh, what are we doing now? Well, I have a story to tell you, so let's go there. Now we present the hilarious story of their further adventures. This episode, we're going back to Faerun, well, modified Faerun, to talk about our intrepid heroes over there with uh, Pepper's first incarnation um, as an NPC and Helja and Erdan and Muggsy willow and aurora um where they are basically storming the castle of the big bad akara iltaro well they made it into the castle through a secret underground passage that had been hidden by the servants over the years and forgotten largely by those in the rest of the castle they'd made their way through the castle expecting all sorts of pitfalls and traps and battles and managed to avoid them just barely through sneakery and deception and guards who appeared to be drow in every way they finally made their way to the quarters where some poor, kidnapped, and brainwashed clerics were being kept. They were low on time and needed to get in there and get and get the uh, clerics incapacitated as quickly as possible to save themselves from even longer and harder battles than they needed to fight. So, Muggsy had decided to peek through the door and cast a spell to cause those within the room to fall asleep. Well, a few of them did fall asleep, but the guard inside the room, concerned, started to come out the door to see, to either see what was going on outside or to gather some assistance and found himself face to face with our party. Well, Muggsy cast a spell of light that blinded this drow guard temporarily and he cried out for help and others came to his assistance they had a vicious battle where some of them 
may have been knocked unconscious with poison, and some of them may have taken more damage than they had anticipated. But, after the battle, they were able to clear all evidence from the hallway and bring it inside to the, to the room where they had found the clerics, where they were able to get the clerics taken from the site and get the fallen drow into beds to make it look like the clerics were sleeping. Well, as they were doing this, the party member, Aurora, who was out in the hallway, started to hear footsteps, as did Erdon. So, frantic to get themselves hidden and concealed before they were discovered, they closed the door and stood deathly still. And it seemed like they were going to go undiscovered as they stood silently and through the keyhole, Muxy could see another drow guard checking the doors and listening at them. And as he listened at the first door, they, they kept their quiet. And the guard kept, crept closer and listened at the door. Unfortunately, it was at that moment, the Helja's nervous stomach betrayed her and let out a small bugling. <laughs> Fortunately for them, the guard rolled a two <laughs> and was just so disgusted by the noise that he went onward and heard some other noise in the next door down. He barged in and quickly ran out, followed by some angry other drow who were in the middle of chores that needed very careful attention, and they chased him down the hallway thus making a clear path for their escape. And so the party arranged a plan to go down the hallway to their destination discreetly and quietly without interruption. That plan, unfortunately, backfired when they were encountered by a drow commander who demanded to know what their destination was and who ordered their actions. Not satisfied with their response, she, she began an attack, and the party had to use all their skills available to escape and find a hiding place. And Helja, in a clutch moment where it was either do or die, managed to highly successfully intimidate the, par the pursuit party of drow, dozens of drow in their path as she bowled through them, making them fly left and right. Bugsy had accidentally uh, alerted people in a bathroom to their plight, and so other, pe other drow followed them and began to give chase in various states of mistress and uh, having toilet paper stuck to the bottom of their shoe, or wet hands and just grumpy faces, and they were followed. And Helja still bowling through the crowd in front of her, roared mightily, and those who were just about to begin their, their uh, quest for relief in the bathroom uh, no longer needed the bathroom. And she cleared the path, frightening those in their way, thank you, Nat 20, and successfully accomplishing their goal of finding a hiding place to regroup 
and begin their quest once again. Redeeming herself from that near discovery in the in the cleric room. Okay, first of all, I still <laughs> defend myself as if wanting to use history to bore the crap out of them. They're not- bore them to death about the history of Neverwinter in, in a very I- Ben Stein fashion. <laughs> you can only use impromptu history quiz like once in a session. <laughs> You used that. You used. You already the, used that through the forest. Yeah, you remember when I let you have an impromptu history quiz? Oh yeah. I already I on a desk and chair with parchment. I already. <laughs> I let you misuse history check once. I thought it would have been. I thought I thought it would have been hilarious. It was the only thing I could think of when I was supposed to select the skill. And the only thing I only have two awesome skills. One that have plus sevens. One was arcane, which I used already. Second was history. How am I supposed to use history? I get it. I got it. I'm gonna do a recitation of the history of Neverwinter in the form of Ben Stein on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I I gotta tell you though, Pam, <laughs> when you rolled that nat twenty for that last success, you were you were. <laughs> You all were two successes away from success and one failure away from failing the skills challenge. Yay! I helped. <laughs> so yeah, that was really a clutch moment. Like, you were one failure away. Oh, yes. In the cleric room, yes. That's Helja. She got a little bit uh, nervous. And yes, she farted. But she redeemed herself at that last skills challenge. I use athletics and I use intimidation. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it, it it was glorious. I I loved it. All right. So what's uh what Well are we the doing last now? thing we're gonna do with this episode, since it is a new year, I'd like to take a moment to discuss Well, you actually had the idea, but I'd like to go through with it. I'd like to make take a moment to discuss what we'll miss and what we won't miss about 2020. Besides the virus, because that's still ongoing, but we've got a vaccine coming out. So, let's talk about that. Oops. <laughs> this is a time when we talk about the craptacular dumpster fire that was 2020. <laughs> Thank you, that was a lovely introduction. Okay, let's start with you, Pam. What I would miss? Yes, what what, what would you miss about 2020? Mm, well, besides I besides the obvious. What? <laughs> besides the obvious. Oh, we don't miss? Well, at this point, let's start with what we would miss. Oh, what we would miss. Yeah, okay. what would you miss about 2020? Staying at home. <laughs> Having a most valid excuse to just stay at home and do nothing. I don't have to come up with set, like half truths of you know not being able to attend certain things that I really wish I didn't want to. I will not mention which ones, but so not I do not needing to find outs for things you don't want to attend. Right, and um, what I did enjoy about. 
you know, being home is that I could actually spend some time, you know, doing stuff that I normally wouldn't do, like watching certain shows because I just didn't have the time to because I'm I'm out with with people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So have, I do. So basically, having time to focus on your own interests. Yeah, or or discover more. I mean, I I got into a bunch of like online classes. I took Tagalog classes. I took um, one COVID uh, class, the contact tracing. Um, yeah, I'm, and there were just a plethora of other online classes that I would have taken, but. Yeah, I would not have known about those online classes if I was out and about, in my opinion. Right. And besides the obvious, what will you not miss about 2020? What I would not miss? Mm-hmm. Um, being forced, <laughs> being forced to cook. I, <laughs> I, I want well. I miss going out to restaurants and it kind of broke my heart when I, you know, on the news, a bunch of restaurants would close down because of hardships dealing with the pandemic. And some of those restaurants were on the list that we wanted to try. Yeah. And now. Yeah. I had to delete some of those off our list, our never ending list of, uh, of a roll twenty list. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to go through them and make sure that they're well, still. Well, when things start opening up again, we'll have to look through what's still there and uh, see what new is popping up. And yep. Go from there. So there's yeah. gonna. So once things start opening up, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of new restaurants and and a lot of new places to try out. So we'll see what happens. You know, one thing about restaurants that I know I tried to do and we try to do. Mm-hmm. We tried to order food at least like once a week, seemed like, sometimes twice a week or whatever. Well, some some weeks, yeah. Yeah, to like restaurants around us that could deliver to us. Specifically the, the locally owned ones. The locally ones. owned ones that we knew that were going to struggle, i.e. a lot of the Japanese places mm-hmm. around here. Um, I knew we were going to have a tough time, especially the hibachi, got, hibachi places. Mm-hmm. Um, so we tried to order food from them just to do, do what we could to help boost them up. Yeah. And I'll be, you know, it got fairly expensive at times in terms of like ordering food. Yeah. Those are, those are the weeks that we had to kind of skip on ordering. Yeah. I mean, it got, but I felt like it was like one of those things where it was, I knew to them it wasn't going to be pretty. Mm Mm-hmm. But whatever that would help them, you know, and then again, it's not over. You know, this feels like a point update <laughs> from 2020 right now. Um, if you can, I mean, yeah, I mean, a couple of things that you, you know, people can do still get gift cards, uh-huh. you know, from these places just to keep, to keep them afloat or order takeout from them that are doing that. And I, and this might get a little political. Oh. Yeah, let's. Well, let's. Whoop. What happened? Oh, we lost we just Pam. Pa- lost Pam. Hold no. on. We just lost Pam. But well, w- w- one of the things I, w- I want to say, uh-huh. right? 
when you enable restaurants to do really crappy things that they know that she shouldn't be doing, mm-hmm. right? Those are the kind of places that I don't yeah. want to support because health health shouldn't be political. Right. You know, I mean, you're talking about people's lives. If you're going to, you know, I understand that you're having a tough time, but guess what? Other restaurants are having a tough time too. Yeah. Right? So well, you're not the, you're not on the same boat. Yeah. But support let's... the ones that are being very, very responsible because those are the kind of restaurants that, you know. Yeah. That, sad to say, they deserve to be, you know. Yeah. Well, Edwin, let's go, let's go to you. What will you miss about 2020? Um... What I will miss? Yes. What will you miss? You you stood the question. See, here's the thing. You suggested 2020, this. Yeah, I know. 2020 to me was was fairly different from everybody else, I think. 2020 because I have one of those jobs that that you won't get laid off at. Right. You won't get, you know, for There's a while a lot of anything like that. Here. There's a lot of job security in my line of work. Yeah, you know, be that you know. That said, you know, in terms of what I will, I won't miss. No, what you will miss. What I will miss. You know, when the pandemic is over and stuff like that. No, no when from twenty 2020, twenty for twenty twenty. Okay, for twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. I I I will miss. Well, it could still be a thing, but um. I think I, I will I will miss like all the things that the time that I got to try things like what Pam was saying, you know. So, so discovering new hobbies. Discovering new. I would never thought I'd be a woodworking person, mm-hmm. a carpenter, you know, honing carpentry skills or mm-hmm. doing stuff like doing an indoor garden and all that stuff, you know. You you had a lot it's, of motivation to start a, these things. Yeah, up. well, there was a lot of motivation. There was a lot of like. I guess you could say my, what do you call it? My prepper brain sort of got developed a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Like, I would have never thought I'd have, like, a food storage downstairs, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> like, oh. I, I sometimes go downstairs to the utility closet. I'm like, it's like, oh, my gosh. It was like, we could have enough food that would last us at least six months. Yeah, like, if, you know? like, yeah, Edwin's, Edwin's, uh, development of uh preparation planning and all that has us to where if we did have to quarantine ourselves like completely no contact with the outside world we would be just fine we would be just fine for you know. for a few weeks yeah and that's a, we did i mean we tr- you know we we did like a lot of like charities sort of popped up you know that i would have never thought of you know mm-hmm donating and i don't like to i mean to me i don't like donating to like big you know like way too overbroad and like 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 charities and stuff like that right mm-hmm. i like focus charities that specifically like we went to we went to good earth this week this this year you know mm-hmm. to donate like a ton of stuff and you know, if you can donate, you have the means to donate. Donate, you know. And, and there's, there's still a lot of charities. There's that still are doing a lot of charities, a lot of good, and they still need massive amounts yeah. of help because you know they're doing more so, than they've ever done, and it's still yeah. not enough. I will miss. I mean, yeah, I will miss sort of like that community type thing that happens during like times of crisis. You know, 
and it happens where people sort of tend to forget when the days are good, mm-hmm. you know, but when the days are bad is when they, you know, kind of like, you know, people's like sort of like, oh, yeah, we should be doing this, you know, but then when the days are good, people don't think about it. Yeah. You know, well, so well, let's let's change tracks. What will you not miss about 2020? I will not miss the politics. <laughs> <laughs> I will yeah, not miss the yeah. politics. I will not miss the, uh, you know. That got the, pretty hated in, yeah, in 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, as far as, you know, like people trying to make something as essential as as human health to make that political just made me insanely mad this year. Yeah. Like, like I, you know, I... There's, you know, there's people that I know that are on that side of masks don't work. And, Ma- you know, care- that's what, careful, yeah, I careful. know. But this is to my point where it doesn't matter if masks don't work or masks do work or whatever the heck, you know, you know, it's like, I don't take my, I don't take my, my points from, from the dude behind the, you know, you know, the dude in, at Washington or thing, you know, I, I listen to doctors and nurses who happen to. I happen to be related to, you know, and those are where I take my talking, you know, those are where I take my, my advice from. So the politics of health, I will not miss. And it shouldn't be political. Right. So, and I will What about you, Angela? <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, for me, what I will miss about 2020, um, Oh gosh, 2020 was such a weird year, I think, for me and for everybody. Um, the thing that I will miss is. Oh gosh. Oh gosh, I don't even know. <laughs> um, I know what you'll miss. Well, I. I like working from home yeah, very much. Yeah, that's what I was going to uh, say. <laughs> so if, once, once my ability to work from home goes down to an only as needed basis, I'm going to very much miss that. Like, f- right now we're on a kind of rotate who's in the office and who works from home in my department. Uh, so every time I'm in the office, I miss working from home. I I love working in my basement where I can control what distractions are there and uh when i get up to eat and i don't have to worry about people wandering up to me and saying hey can you do a thing that's not connected to what you're doing i i will miss that control over what distractions are right there and i will miss Mm -hmm. having that personal space so i can just actually focus now that i'm learning more on how to focus and how to use focus techniques i i will i will miss that kind of dedicated space where i can focus um what i won't miss about 2020 is um the anxiety of going out to public spaces because i okay. i still i have to de- while this pandemic has been going i have developed this 
anxiety about being in public space. It's not like, it's not like a social anxiety. It's like, I don't mind talking to people that I don't know, but it's just like people wandering too close and like knowing that they're supposed to be six feet away from me. They're supposed to wear masks. I see, I see the naked noses from people not wearing their masks properly. And chin it, diapers, chin diapers. And it, <laughs> it, it has begun to produce anxiety within me when I go to public spaces and see people getting too close and see people with their naked noses. I will not miss that anxiety once things open up and once once people are able to start removing their masks safely. I will not miss that anxiety that started up in 2020. Yeah, um, another, another thing I will not miss at the very beginning of 2020, um, I was dealing with a lot of frustration from a previous job and I changed jobs. I will not miss that frustration either. Good. Along with the politics, but that's... <laughs> I don't mean, think anybody mean, is going to miss mean, the politics of 2020. You mean ignature? Um... Ed, don't, don't, don't even say the company. Upsets? Edwin, um... let's, let's not even rhyme with the company name because I don't want to get in trouble. No, I, you know, I think another thing that... Well, at least I miss. I don't know about you guys, but movie theaters. I that's a that's a that's a eh, I don't know thing yet. I do me. kind of miss movie theaters because it is an experience. I, well, yeah, it's the experience. I me. will miss and, Alamo Draft House and those kind of theaters. Well, but AMC, guys, you, I will not miss AMC. Did you guys hear that the Hopkins? Yes. Yes, yeah. you know, yeah. living living and growing up in Hopkins and with that theater, because that used to be a car dealership. And when I, we found out, my friends and I found out that that was going to be a theater, we were just ecstatic because we could just like like ride our bikes to the theater, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it was a cheap theater, too. And it was a cheap theater. And it was the first theater that had love seats. <laughs> oh yeah. Also known as also known as big boy seats. <laughs> yep. So well, yeah. yeah, and there's there's a lot of things that you know went away in 2020 that we may never see again, and lots of new things that'll start up in 2021 yeah. that we've never seen before. So it's you know there's a lot of sadness from things that yeah. are disappearing, a lot of excitement for new things that are going to start up. So 2020 is definitely going to be a mixed bag, and it's definitely going to be a bittersweet year. Other things I will not miss, Zoom meetings. <laughs> I will not miss um, tech tech support for people working at home. <laughs> as much as they want me to go over to their house and fix their internet, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of, yeah, it's one of, I do miss going out to, like, you know, like I never really liked going to malls, but for some crazy reason, I kind of had like this itch for just hanging out in a mall. Yeah, I also, you know, I also am the ones that you know just walk around the mall. You yeah, know? yeah. So and and going to going to restaurants, like what you said, Pam. Going to restaurants. Yeah, That's holy exciting. crap! It's an you know, like I just as much as I like to cook and I like to like cook at home and like being at home, you know, and just like. You know, yeah. the times yeah. where I can actually sit down. Yeah. I do miss going to like our favorite restaurants, you know, yeah. and we're I keep eyeing like is 
you know, is is that Cajun place going to keep open or whatever? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that yeah. was one of our is favorites. It what? Is, the, is Crazy the Cajun, Cajun still open? Crazy Cajun? As far as I know, they're still open. Okay. So Good. it's, you know. We might have to do a, a uh, curbside pickup from them. I don't, know if they, <laughs> I don't know if they even do that. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's. I miss going to. I really miss the all-you-can-eat, like, Japanese Places. The sushi places. Oh my gosh! Ah, ah! And, and getting a finished... group together and, and just ordering a ton of sushi so you can all try yeah. the different sushi. And the Finnish bistro, right. or the, mm. you know, or what was that place? Eric the Res. You know, yeah. All those places. I I was talking to my buddy at work who's a who's from Finland. Mm-hmm. Right. Very thick Finnish accent. You know. I was like, dude, I yeah. pay you as twice as much if you just like come here with like. <laughs> freaking you know like gravlax and <laughs> and what you know give me a platter i'll pay you i missed it that much like yeah. i miss yeah, like go- scandinavian food that much yeah so but yeah once once the vaccine gets to all the people it needs to go to i think things will start opening up but yeah. i think it'll be a very bittersweet year because there's a lot of there's there's gonna be a lot of changes. The, yeah. I don't think the world is ever gonna look exactly the same as it did before, and right. I think it's still gonna be something to see whether that's yeah. that's gonna be a good change or just a weird change. And it's, and it's still, I mean, as much as we we hate to, we're, we're not very political in this in this podcast. It's gonna get political, no matter there, what yeah, you do. It like especially like I'm not gonna take the vaccine and that sort of thing. You know, I mean, it's. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it. Uh, yeah, we'll try. It. We'll try not to <laughs> to stick on those points too often. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but we'll see what twenty twenty one brings, and hopefully, hopefully, we get a major update in twenty twenty one because I'm waiting I'm, for the major. I'm update. hoping for a full on upgrade. Feature. feature <laughs> right. I want a. I want a major feature update. Well, <laughs> I think that's all the time we've got for today. Yes. I've got to get ready for. You got, next game. you got a D&D game to get to. Online D&D. Online. That's, that's a great thing that's got big in 2020. I'll tell you that. Right. I want to do in-person D&D games again in our game room. Yeah. Sometime in 2021, that'll happen. Yeah. But for now, uh, thanks everybody for listening. We're glad you could join us again. Uh, my name is Angela. You can find me at Pleasant Doom on the Twitterverse. My name is Pam. You can also find me on Twitter at PandaCatDragon1. I'm also on Instagram uh, under PandaCatDragon. And you can find me at TCZ1 on the Twitter sphere and also DIY Edwin on Twitter. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Uh, you can find me in the group page for this Legend Creator Studios. And don't forget to check out our newest, our newest podcast. Hollow Hollow Hangout or H3 or whatever, (laughs) which is also, which has been published. You can find it on any of the other, uh, in our, uh, directories, Spotify, Apple, whatever it's on there. If you want to contact us all, I can talk. If you want to contact us all directly, you can also email us at dungeondiners at gmail.com well we would love to hear from you and hear what you think or what you maybe disagree with but thanks for listening again uh, to episode 41 of dungeons dinings and dorks bye Bye. happy new year
There's 2021.